Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today. And we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gope. Grace and peace, beauties, rise and shine. It is a beautiful soul Sunday because this is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is your host, your sister, your auntie, yes, your girl. I am back this week with another dose of the most insight, inspiration, encouragement, energy, and love. Yep, you already know that's what I'm about to give you a dose of. I am back this week coming into your home, your phone, your car, or your computer just to release some positive vibes to you wherever you are listening from. Once again, thank you to all of my listeners nationwide and internationally. As always, I'm sending you big hearts and lots of love all across the world. Keep it locked. Keep listening and subscribing to Beautiful Soul Sunday because I am here just to give you some news that you can use. And of course, that is the good news, which is the gospel of Jesus Christ. So I pray that all of you beauties have had an amazing, blessed and prosperous week. I know that I had a great week and prayerfully you did as well. And this week, I want to talk about recognizing the power of authority and having the ability to be a faithful follower to those who lead. There are many character traits to define the attributes of a good leader. Merriam-Webster describes a leader as someone who has commanding authority or influence. And we have those who are in leadership roles as a guide, a conductor, a principal, even a president, anyone who is in the position of authority. And it has been said that every leader has a particular style of leadership with their own unique, innate quality to be able to lead. A good leader will exercise those unique qualities such as compassion, integrity, honesty, respect, confidence, and trust, just to name a few. And a lot of people admire and look for those same qualities in people who are also great followers, because some of those same followers have the potential to one day become great leaders. In order to become a great leader, you must first have a natural ability to lead. After all, that is what leaders are called to do. They are called to lead. But here's my question of the week for you. And of course, I'm sure I will have a few more questions throughout the podcast. But my first question is, how can you become successful leading when you have been a failure at following? Anytime you see a faithful leader, you can almost guarantee that leader was once a faithful follower. 
I would even say that they were also loyal in following their leader. You know, it reminds me of the game that we used to play as kids, follow the leader. And really, it was just to show children how to become acclimated in following the leader and listening and obeying and not really going off on their own, doing their own thing. That's a prime example of what we are doing today as adults. We learned how to do that as children, but as we have become adults, we've kind of lost the respect of being able to follow those in a position of power and authority and those who are in leadership positions. And the Bible gives us some perfect examples of someone who was faithful in following their leader. For instance, Joshua in the Bible, who once followed Moses, eventually became his successor by leading the people of God, by leading the Israelites. However, before Joshua became Israel's leader, he was first faithful and obedient in being a good follower. But he wasn't just faithful in following Moses. He was faithful and obedient in following God first. And I want to say this, whenever God sees that character trait in someone, it lets God know that that person will make a great leader. When it was time for Joshua to take the reins and lead the Israelites, who were the people of God, he became a great leader because of his character, his obedience, faithfulness, humility, and his ability to lead. And along with faithfulness, what makes you a good leader is whether or not you are seeking the voice of God in order to lead the people of God. God performed many miracles for the Israelites under Joshua's leadership. It was also under his leadership that the Israelites conquered the land of Canaan. Joshua was led by God and he magnified God. And once he became the leader of Israel, the God that he had always magnified was now able to magnify him, his ability to lead. And it caused Joshua's abilities as a leader to become larger in the eyes of the people he was leading. When you have been magnifying God in whatever you do, whether it's in school, on your job, dealing with your family or in everyday life, you don't have to worry about how much experience you have or whether or not you functioned in a particular capacity before performing a job, a task or a duty. You don't have to worry about how skilled or how knowledgeable you are in a certain area. When God knows that he can trust you to lead, he knows that he can trust you to also stay faithful to him, to always do the right thing. In the book of St. Matthew, chapter 25, Jesus is again teaching parables or practical lessons to his disciples. It actually starts in chapter 24, 
of St. Matthew, but in chapter 25, Jesus is talking about being obedient and being faithful. For my Bible readers, this is the chapter where Jesus teaches the parable of the 10 virgins. And this is also where he teaches us about the five talents which were given. Really, there were eight talents which were given. And it talks about the one talent that was given, which was hidden. You have to talk about that further in another episode. But there is so much in this passage of scripture. And Jesus said this in verses 21 and 23 of St. Matthew chapter 25. He says, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you or cause you to rule over many things. What was God saying? He was saying, you know what? I believe in you because I can see your potential and that you are trustworthy. You were obedient to my voice and you valued what I entrusted you with. I was able to trust you with the smallest task, the tiniest responsibility, and you proved yourself faithful. And because you showed your loyalty over something small that may have seemed insignificant to others, it wasn't insignificant to me. And because of that quality and that trait in you, I'm going to designate, appoint, and ordain you to a position of power and authority because God is saying, when I see someone who is capable of handling their own authority, it lets me know that you will not mishandle my authority. And that is the reason why God is saying, I can elevate you to levels that I cannot trust others to be elevated to because everyone is not capable of leading. And, you know, I see this in church, on our jobs, whatever the case may be, even in our homes, with our families, especially with our children, when we are trying to exercise our authority as parents, but it's not working out too well because you have allowed your children to run your household, or we are forced to submit to the power and authority of someone who is incapable of leading. And we wonder why we are frustrated. And a lot of times it's because there are people leading who should be following. And, you know, I want to say as a parent, we don't receive a manual on how to raise our children, but we do have the word of God that we can rely on, we can always line up exercising our power and authority as parents, we can line it up with the word of God. But you know, when you are faithful to follow, it lets God know that you will be someone who is also faithful to lead. And that is the reason Jesus said, when I see those leadership qualities, it lets me know that I can trust you and I will make you or cause you to be placed in a position of power and authority to rule over many things. And I will even enlarge and expand 
your territory. And it's because God knows that he can elevate you because you will always humble yourself and keep a posture of prayer instead of a posture of pride. I'm referencing what I talked about last week with the wheat and the tear. God knows that you will always remain submissive to authority and not be arrogant to the point that you will not bow to truth no matter how much God elevates you. I'm going to let you think about that for a moment and I will be right back after this brief announcement. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the show. Before the break, I was talking about God basically promoting you or entrusting you with something great when he sees that he can trust you to do the right thing, especially something small, when you prove that you are a person who is trustworthy. And here's a side note. There is nothing more upsetting, disappointing or disheartening than finding out that you cannot trust the person you thought you could trust or finding out that someone you were faithful to was not faithful to you. And yes, we are supposed to forgive, walk in love and bless those who curse us and pray for those who despitefully use us, insult us, lie and slander us. That is an actual passage of scripture. But here's the thing. Whenever God sees your faithfulness, he will reward it by promoting you to something greater. I'm going to say this, especially when God sees your faithfulness in private behind closed doors, when no one else is looking and it's just you and him. God knows that when you are faithful in private, he can trust you to be faithful in public. If you are obedient and faithful to have some integrity and always do the right thing by proving to God and even bigger, proving to those who rule over you or whomever you have been subjected to follow, God will take your gifts, your talents, and your skills, and he will magnify them for the position you may have an opportunity to function in or be promoted to if you have been walking in obedience to God and being faithful to him. Listen, whenever you magnify God in whatever you do, God will take your abilities and magnify those abilities to others. And you know what I love about God? 
He always makes you look better than you actually are. You don't have to be intimidated or feel inadequate in any area of your life because God's got you in every situation and circumstance. So remember that when you are faithful in following, God can trust you in being faithful to lead. But now here's the challenge. What happens when you are following someone or you have to be obedient as a faithful follower to someone who is not a great leader? What do you do when you still have to honor and submit to the power and authority of someone who lies, who cheats, someone who is disrespectful, but you are still required according to the word of God, to respect a leader who is abusive to power, a leader who is vile or basically just trifling, someone who has been placed over you to rule, who obviously lacks an ability and a quality to lead someone who is in a high ranking position of power and authority. I'm not going to make this political, but I do want to say this because I see a lot of Christians who are not Trump supporters disrespecting his position as president and commander in chief by disrespecting him as our leader of this country. And I see Christians coming against other Christians, which causes division instead of unity. And instead of praying for the man, even if you don't like him and you don't agree with his policies, whatever the case may be, I'm telling you that the Bible tells us to obey those who have the rule over us. That is out of Hebrews chapter 13, verse 17. It says, obey them that have the rule over you. That word rule in the Greek translation is a person who represents a position of authority, a governor, a judge, or a chief, the Bible says, obey them that have the rule over you and submit yourselves. Wait a minute. What? Submit? God, you really expect me to submit to that? Yes, that's what the word says. Submit yourselves for they watch for your souls as they that must give account. We are not giving an account. They must give an account that they may do it with joy and not with grief for that is unprofitable for you. But we will not be judged according to how they led. We will be judged according to how we followed. I know it's hard. We don't like it. But everything else aside, your personal opinion and views, according to the word of God, as a Christian, you should still respect the authority over you unless that person goes against the word of God. Now, if you are being asked to go against the written and spoken word of God, Well, God does not expect you to go against his word and you should never do that because that's the same as going against the authority of God. 
But let me say this. God is not going to ask you to do something against a leader who does not agree to what God is asking. A prime example of that is when God told Moses to tell Pharaoh, let my people go. In the book of Exodus, Pharaoh was a vile leader. He literally had God's people as slaves. He was abusive to power. But when God sent Moses to Pharaoh on more than one occasion and God sent plagues, he hardened Pharaoh's heart. But watch this. With all of that, Pharaoh still did not release God's people. Watch this until Pharaoh agreed to what God instructed Moses to ask him for. Pharaoh had to agree to it. He didn't tell Moses to go and overthrow the leader. No, the leader had to line up with what God spoke. Another perfect example of someone who still honored and respected their leader was King David in the Bible. And I believe that's one of the reasons King David was a man after God's own heart. It's because he understood power and authority. Listen, King Saul tried to kill David before David was appointed as king. Saul was jealous of David and his jealousy turned into hatred because King Saul knew that David was going to be his successor or his replacement as king. So King Saul tried to kill David on more than one occasion. And David even had an opportunity to kill Saul. But David knew not to touch Saul. And, you know, the Bible says, do not touch my anointed, do my prophet no harm. It's because God put his seal on Saul. And because he put his seal on Saul, David knew not to touch him and not to put his mouth on him because of Saul's position as king. David respected Saul's position. And watch this now. King Saul wasn't even God's pick. He was not God's choice. The people chose Saul. Hear what I'm saying? The people chose Saul as king and David still would not disrespect who the people chose. And here's why. It's because God allowed it, even though Saul was not God's choice. And I'm going to tell you, be very cautious who you speak against and who you come against, because if God allows a person to be in a certain position, it is not our job as Christians to assassinate that person, but it is our job to cover that leader, whether you like it or not, in prayer and allow God to deal with that leader. I see so much of this, especially during this time, and no one wants to submit to authority anymore because everyone thinks that they know who should rule. And I want to say this while talking about someone who is going to be appointed to a position of power and authority. Look, let your voice be heard. Get out and vote. That's our role in choosing a leader specifically for our country. 
But whoever is appointed to the position, make sure you submit and let God handle the rest. And trust me, he's got it. God can handle it. So respect the office. Even if you don't respect the person, respect the office that they hold or the office they are appointed to and respect the call on someone's life. I'm speaking of men and women of God as well. If you don't respect the man or woman, at least respect the office and the position he or she holds. You know, I want to share this with you. My husband used to be a pastor a few years ago. And at church, although he was still my husband, he was also my pastor. So whatever he told me at church as a member of the church, guess what? I had to respect the office and I had to respect him as my pastor. I could not just look at him as my husband. I had to look at him and see him as my pastor. He was my husband. Yes. My friend. Yes. My lover. Yes. I knew him on every level, naturally, spiritually, intimately. But do you know that if a member of the church shared something with him in private and confidence, He didn't run home and tell me about it. And it's because he was also able to separate his position as a pastor and his position as a husband. Church business, that was none of my business. He never shared it. And I understood that because I understood my place as a member of the church and not just his wife. I didn't get mad. I didn't stop speaking to him. Well, I'm your wife and you should have told me. See, if you have that type of mentality, then you are out of order because you have a problem submitting and separating the position of authority in your house and the position of authority in God's house. And I'm going to tell you that's division. And as long as there is division, God cannot and will not elevate your ministry or flourish it in order for it to grow and go to the next level. And this is tough, but a lot of times the reason we have a problem submitting to authority is because we believe that we are equal to the one that God placed in that position of power or authority to rule over us. And you know what? That's how Adam and Eve got tripped up. Satan, the serpent, convinced them that God told them not to eat from the tree of knowledge of good and evil because they would be equal to God. So the enemy convinced them to come against God's authority The same way he came against God's authority when he was in heaven, while he was still considered an angel of a light, God's right hand man. He said in the book of Isaiah, I will be like God. See that spirit of pride. So the enemy used the same tactic on Adam and Eve that caused him to lose his position when he was in heaven 
And if you think about it, the enemy is still using the same tactic that he used on Adam and Eve. He is still doing the same thing with us today, especially as believers. It is that spirit of deception, which is in operation because the Bible does tell us that there is nothing new under the sun. The enemy is still trying to get you to come against power and authority in his slick, sly, deceitful way. Listen, it will only benefit us when we just learn to submit and not come against authority or those who rule over us when we understand our position as followers who are not leaders yet because a good follower will become a great leader one day. You know, Mary, the mother of Jesus, understood when she saw her son hanging on the cross, that it was her son. But she also understood that he was God's son. And she understood that he had a mission and a promise to fulfill. And she had to witness it and allow it without intervening with God, with God's purpose and his plan in what God was doing through the son of God. I don't know any mother who would sit back and watch her son be abused, even killed the way that Jesus was. You know, I have children and I cannot even fathom or bear the thought of someone mistreating or abusing any of my children. But Mary didn't open her mouth. Did you hear what I said? She didn't open her mouth. She kept quiet and watched her son carry out his mission for God because she understood that the baby boy she delivered now had to deliver her. And she knew not to stand in the way of that. She understood it because she knew her place and Jesus understood his place as her son. Even when he ran off trying to be grown when he was 12 years old, when he said, I have to be about my father's business and His parents came looking for him. And Mary, basically, when she found him, was like, you better get your behind home because your time is not yet. Well, when the time came, Jesus also understood his position as not just Mary and Joseph's son, but his position as the son of God. And that's why as he hung on the cross, he said, woman, behold thy son. He called her woman. He didn't say ma, mommy, mother. He said woman. Listen, you have to be able to look past who you know in the natural and see who God has called, chosen, or allowed as a leader or person appointed to the position of power and authority in the natural as well as in the spirit. So listen, be faithful to your leader, especially to your pastor, even if you are married to him or her, because the man or woman of God has to give an account for your life. They carry you in the spirit. They lift you up in prayer and they will go into warfare on your behalf. 
Before I end the show today, I want to leave you with a couple of quotes. As I was searching for quotes, God gave me a personal quote of my own just to share with you. And that quote is this. Don't expect someone to respect your authority if you have a problem respecting someone else's authority. And the reason why is this. Leaders don't create followers. They create more leaders. That is actually a leadership quote by an American writer, Tom Peters. Listen, that is my time until next week, beauties. Remember that when you can follow, God will entrust you to lead. So always do your very best to walk in love, live your best life for Christ, let your soul shine, be intentional to be a blessing to someone else, stay positive, stay healthy, body, soul, and spirit, be kind, keep a beautiful mind, and never forget who God called you to be, purposed you to be, and created you to be, And that is a beautiful, dope soul. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.